Hi everyone, welcome to episode number 5 of the Institute of You podcast. My name is Marion Tilly and I'm the creator and the host of this podcast. Every week, I publish a new episode to talk about career development, mindfulness, self-awareness and learning. I also write articles on personal development directly on the blog of the Institute of You that you can find on instituteofyou.org. So today's episode concludes the five-part series, if I can call it like that, that introduces not only the purpose of the podcast, but also gives you a better idea of my personal journey. I learned in the last couple of years that the best way for me to build self-awareness and be mindful was to break down the events and situations I was in to make sense of all that, to see what I can take away to repeat it later if it's good or avoid it if it's bad. It could be perceived as overthinking, but it's actually more posing and reflecting to be able to move onward and upwards with knowledge. That's why mindfulness is so important in the process of personal development and career growth. It's not enough to go through life unaware of what's happening. Um, And I find that, at least for myself, seeing what's happening and understanding the reasons behind situations, behind why some things keep happening, is the key to learn and not repeat mistakes. Last week, we discussed how to ask for feedback and we left it at collecting constructive feedback in writing, comparing it with our own self-evaluation and highlighting the areas that were new to us. I found that asking for feedback face-to-face is always useful, but in the context of your personal development and career growth, and especially if you're starting with it, it's best if you start by asking people uh, to write the feedback, whether it's in a survey or in an email, rather than asking face-to-face. First, because as I said last week, they need time to prepare and start thinking about what they're going to give you as a feedback, uh, but also for you to get used to receiving feedback and process the information and organize it the way you want. When I did that myself, I created a table that I actually shared on Facebook. If you want to check it out, you can visit the page at facebook.com slash Institute of You. I think it's important that I'm transparent with you as to what exactly happened. If I share my story and I don't actually give you examples or I don't give you concrete facts as to what was the feedback I received, you won't be able to really compare it with your own experience or at least um, want to do the same. I want to show you by sharing the feedback I got two years ago that it's fine and actually grew so much out of this. So today we are going to talk about the final stage of kicking off your personal development plan, that is the actual plan. Based on your self-reflection and the feedback from others, what is it that you want to do? What do you want to improve? What do you want to keep doing? Where are you actually going? And what's the purpose of doing a 360 feedback review or asking face-to-face feedback? The first thing I did after creating that table that I shared on Facebook and gathering all the feedback into main themes was to reflect on the impact it had on my day-to-day job. So at that time, I was just starting to manage managers and I loved it. I was working on weekends to find resources for them to grow their skills, make their job easier, help them ramp up fast so they'd feel confident in their role. No one asked me to do that. I was just super excited and I found a new motivation in my role. I had had an amazing manager when I started managing people and I wanted to care for them the way that person cared for me. 
And the positive feedback I received confirmed that people saw my passion for manager development. On the other hand, the negative feedback mostly revolved around the business side of my job. The biggest theme of all was that I should collaborate more with other departments to improve collaboration, and I should also be careful about how I communicate with others. Things like I should be more diplomatic, more positive, more patient came back quite a lot. And it's when I applied this feedback, positive and negative, to my job that I realized I really loved one side of my job only. The other side was starting to bore me a little, if I'm being honest, and I was less inclined to pour my heart into it. So the first advice here before you start to create the action plan is to compare your strength and areas of development to your day-to-day job to narrow down the tasks and responsibilities that you like and the one that you dislike. Why doing that? Because that's where you should focus your career development plan and your short-term career goals. Life is too short to stay in a job you're not passionate about. You know, no job is perfect. It's not like you need to like your job 100%, but certainly there are a lot of aspects that you need to love to feel accomplished and happy every day when you go to the office. If you like perspective, talk to someone you trust. I personally shared this process with people around me and they were amazing resources. They gave me tips, they gave me book recommendations, they advised me that I could look into that website or I could just read this book. One of them I shared in the first episode even told me about coaching and at that time I had no idea that coaching was, I mean, could be a real job. I don't think I would be here today if I had done that process on my own, if I hadn't talked to people that I trusted at work and at home um, so that they could also give me their input and I could process it the way I wanted. So once you've done all that, so if you ask the feedback, you've built a strong awareness of where you are in your current job and where you should focus on, you can create the action plan. So it's called action plan. It's called career development plan. It can be called personal development plan. Call it however you want. In the blog post of this episode, I will leave a template that you can download for free. Everything that I will go through regarding the plan will be in this template. So feel free to use it as much as you want. Um, This was the template that I used for my own development. The first section of the document is focusing on the current self-awareness. So basically, it's just really a way to put in writing all the questions that you have answered through the self-evaluation, through the feedback form or the feedback conversation you've had, but also with the conversation that you had with people that you trust. Some questions could be, What do you love the most about your current role and the least? What do you do well? What are your strengths? What could you be better at, etc. This is basically to summarize a bit the pre-work that you've done. In the second section, that's where we are going to really dive into the strengths and weaknesses. In the document that you'll be able to download, you will see that the first table will be for the strength. Provide for each an example of how you're using the strength in your day-to-day. It will be the same for the weaknesses and how it limits your successes. For both, use what you mentioned in your self-evaluation and the main themes of the feedback others gave you. So it's not just what you think are your strengths and what you think are your weaknesses, we are really filling this document with the reality, your reality and the perception that people have of you. That's why you will make this career development plan so impactful and so relevant. It covers all the different perspectives that are important to you right now. 
So as I speak to you, I have my personal self-development document uh, open in front of my eyes. Um, the one that I created two years ago, and it's actually quite funny to um, go through what I had written at that time. So in terms of strength, for instance, the first one I actually wrote was proactivity. I already talked about proactivity, I think, in the third episode of this podcast. At least I'm being consistent. <laughs> I also have provide support and teamwork. I have being adaptable, uh, drive for results, etc. I'm not going to go through all the results. And uh, as weaknesses, I had feedback delivery, delegation, public speaking, personal learning and development. So making time, you know, for my personal learning and development. The way I phrased both the strength and the weaknesses is not random. Every quarter in my previous company, our performance was measured against different competencies. I simply went back to the performance reviews that I had to read the competencies and how they were defined for the role that I had. So I understood exactly what was expected of me to be meeting expectations and what was expecting of me for me to exceed expectations. I mean, I already knew, but I was not really paying attention to the vocabulary that they used. So I found that comparing, you know, the feedback and the self-evaluation to the actual performance reviews helped me name the strengths and the weaknesses in a way that in my company made sense. So if you have a performance evaluation in your company, whether it's monthly, quarterly, or even an annual performance review, uh, you should have some criteria that are at least written. If you don't, please ask for those in writing. If you do not have a formal performance evaluation, I recommend you talk to your manager to have in writing what is expected of you. How do you know you are meeting expectations? How do you know you are exceeding expectations? This is very important to be transparent because there might be opportunities in the future in your company for promotions or lateral move and you want to have your performance documented. The third section of the career development plan is focusing on the career goals. So there's this amazing exercise in coaching that I use with clients who want to reach a specific goal and that's called the timeline. They will write down where they are now on a piece of paper and they can put it on the table, they can put it on the floor, they can put it on the wall, wherever they want. They write where they are now and then they use a second piece of paper to write where they want to be. And then they place this second piece of paper where there is the goal that they want to reach, wherever they want, again, in the room, on the wall, on the table. And then what we are going to do is slowly walk back from the goal that they reached, hypothetically. They're going to slowly walk back to the now and they're going to think about what's the previous action that led them to reach the goal. So they're just going to do a step backward and they're going to take a piece of paper and they're going to write what's the action right before they reach the goal. And then when it's done, they're going to take another step back, come closer to the now, and they're going to think about the action that will happen right before the action they wrote that will lead them to the goal. And then they will take another step back that will bring them closer to the now up until they reach the now. At the end, they have a clear idea of a step-by-step process of how they can reach the goal. That's what we want to do here with your career goals. We are going to start focusing on your long-term career goals. Now, they are quite hard to put because we're thinking about a 10-plus year goal. So where you want to be or what you want to do in 10 years. 
it can be quite intimidating. I certainly was intimidated uh, when I started thinking about where do I want to be in 10 years. It doesn't have to be an essay. And actually, when I look at my own self-development document, it's one line. It might feel a bit surreal, like you're like dreaming or maybe it will be too hard to reach. Don't be afraid of that. You're doing that long-term career goals because you're ambitious, because you want to succeed. So write down where you would love to be. It has to be realistic, but it can be ambitious. So as I do with my clients, we are going to take a step back and start thinking about the medium-term career goals that will lead you to the long-term career goals. That's why it's important to start thinking about where you want to be in 10 years first. And by medium-term, we're thinking five plus years. What do you want to do in five years that will lead you in 10 years to reach your long-term career goal? That's where you can start being a bit more specific. What is it exactly? Why do you want to do it? And how are you going to reach it? Do you need additional training? Do you need to talk to people? Do you need to develop yourself? You can have as many medium-term goals as you want, as long as they are coherent and they lead you to your long-term career goal. Once you have an idea of what you want to achieve within, let's say, five years, you can take another step back and work on your short-term career goals. And like in coaching, the short-term career goals will help you reach your medium-term career goals, which will then help you reach your long-term career goals. And here we're talking about achievable goals that you can action in the next one to two years. Those goals have to be smart, so specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and timely. They also have to be based on the strengths and weaknesses that you wrote in the second section. So if you think about a weakness that could be public speaking, And that public speaking might be something that you will need in your medium term or long term goals. You should write it down as a short term goal and be specific about it. So public speaking was one of my weaknesses or something that I wanted to develop. And in fact, I had written that I wanted to uh, attend a training, which I did, and also practice public speaking more. So take any opportunity I could. Now, it was hard and I am not really good at this, but at least I tried to put myself in a condition where I would get more comfortable with it. You should have more short-term goals than you have medium-term goals. For instance, I wrote 11 short-term goals. And what I did is basically keeping this document updated. It was really my point of reference. Um, I had tried in the past to have personal development documents, but never really stick to it. You know, I fill it the first time and then I let it there and I never go back to it. That's not what I did with this document. So whenever I was reaching a goal, a short-term goal, obviously, I was marking it in, in green and I was adding new goals. So I never stopped developing myself, but I could also see the achievements that I had already done. For me, that commitment to developing myself, to update that document and take pleasure in, you know, marking all the short-term goals as green, at least as much as I could, um, was the game changer. I looked so much at this document that I knew exactly what was in it and what I had to do, what I had committed to action. So after a year, I stopped looking at it. It's the first time I opened it, um, just for you guys, because really I had it in me. 
uh, and I look at the short-term goals that I hadn't marked yet and those are practice public speaking I did do the two sessions of the coaching course I completed that start a bachelor degree in psychology I did that this year uh, work on a plan to incorporate coaching into my day today and I've done that too so all the short-term goals that I hadn't ticked yet I am ticking them now basically when I look at the medium-term goal I had actually two the first one was get certified with the second level certification of coaching I had written 2019 so basically next year it's not going to happen next year but it certainly will happen in the upcoming years the second one was become a work and behavioral psychologist. I'm on track to reach that goal because I just started the bachelor degree in psychology this year. Now to actually become a work and behavioral psychologist, you need to do the master's degree. So it's five years. Obviously, I would love to become a psychologist, but I want to see first how the first year is going because the workload and, you know, learning and the exams, like it's really going back to university. So I will see, but I'm determined to make that work. And actually, uh, just to really wrap it up and share with you, to be transparent with you about what was in my self-development document, the long-term career goal are quite interesting. I'm going to read you uh, the line that I wrote in that field. In the long term, 10 to 15 years, between brackets, I could have my own company delivering coaching and leadership trainings. So two years ago, I thought that once I had the certification, the second level coaching certification, and I became a psychologist, then I would be able to create my own company. Now, clearly, that did not happen that way because I created my company before getting the second level certification and before becoming a psychologist. So you never know what will happen, um, but certainly I ticked one way or another almost all the goals that I had written down. And if I were to redo it now, obviously it would be different. I would have different short-term goals, different medium-term goals and different long-term goals. To wrap it up, I shared some of the things that were in my own self-development document so you see how I personally felt it and also the impact it had on me. It was a compass to me. I used it as a point of reference to know exactly the direction that I was taking. And as I was focusing on career development, I realized that a lot of people don't have that compass. That's why I'm sharing it with you today. So you see how I use it personally. The last piece of advice that I have regarding this document, and then I swear I stopped talking, is to take your time to fill it. So if you want to fill it in one go, it's fine, um, but consider that it's a draft rather than a finished document. You need time to process the information at a level where it's completely unconscious. You need to talk to people about the stuff that you wrote, you need to start thinking about realistic goals and where you want to be in 10 years, which is not really not easy. Take your time and then slowly start taking action. Write down short-term goals you know you're going to do so that you can get the vibe of, you know, accomplishing those goals and then adding more and it will fuel your motivation to keep going. That's it for the introduction of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this kind of mini series of five episodes of how I find my purpose. I enjoyed going through the process again for you. 
I will keep talking about personal development and career growth, so stay tuned for a new episode next Tuesday, and I will add new segments to the podcast. I want to start a conversation with you, so if you have any questions, feel free to contact me at hello at instituteofview.org, uh, and I'll be happy to answer your questions. I'm sure a lot of people are going through the same issue, the same challenge, so let's just share those and find together a solution. It will be anonymous, so don't be afraid of being direct that's it for today i hope you have a wonderful week